This is the Iron Podcast. Good afternoon and welcome to Extreme Iron Pro Gym. And we are here at episode 23 at the Iron Podcast with Don Schneider. Don, good to have you, sir. Thanks for having me, baby. We got all this apparatus. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, but we're getting used to the new setup. But, uh, you know, it, it's been a bit since I talked to you. Yeah. But... It's always like whenever we, we just pick up. Yep. And and I think that's uh you know, that's a mark of a good friend because you know, you get busy in life, man. I can't maybe, maybe out of sight but never out of mind. You maybe know out saying? of sight but never out of mind. And so uh I just tell people, you know, true friends are not needy friends. Like we we can not you know, go through spurts but you know, it's uh never out of never out of mind, brother. Exactly. Never out of mind. Exactly. But uh as we've been going along uh, been asked a lot of questions because we we've had a ton of guests and we've talked about way back in the day and this and that and I I figured this would be a great opportunity to talk about the evolution of the fitness industry and all the goofy stuff that goes with it with with a guy that uh, you know I've known for about twenty six years and that's where you know that's kind of where we met man going back to the eighties yep going back <laughs> and so uh, I I vividly remember. You, uh, you had a New York Giants cap on, G-Men, wearing some receiver's gloves, training arms. Yep. And we used to make fun of all the posers, <laughs> and so that's how, that's how we became friends. But uh, uh, That's funny. I did train in receiver's gloves you a did, lot. You did, all yeah. the time. That's funny. And they, he, he would have these fresh new gloves, man, and he's just like, got to look good to lift good. Hey, perception's yeah. reality. Perception, perception is reality. true. That's true. Yeah. So uh, what, are you, what are you doing these days, man? Well, I'm raising kids. So well, I, know I, that. I, I have a 16-year-old and a 12-year-old, and uh, they're heavily into sports and working out. And, you know, the 16-year-old's heavily into soccer. Yeah. My 12-year-old is heavily into baseball. He also plays AAU basketball and now playing tackle football. So he's nice. kind of seeing what he's going to be doing. He's a shortstop and a pitcher by trade, so everything else is after that. <laughs> and uh, just working. I've been with awesome. uh, the Hager Clothing Company for five years. Nice. And running all their sales and marketing. And, nice. Uh, you wow, know, evolution keep, of keep Hager. On, keep on keeping on. That's yeah. awesome, man. So You know, it, it's, it's just funny because uh, let, let's talk about I love soccer. Yeah. You know, we were just talking before we went on. I, you know, I, I, I pushed for Dylan, but... He was like, nah, football. But I, I think about that a lot. You know, my daughter's heavily into it. Uh, soccer parents, interesting parents, true or false? Man, I'm telling <laughs> you. Well, you know, soccer's like the one sport I didn't play growing up. Yeah. So to watch these guys and what they can do with the ball and the, Crazy. I mean, it's just unbelievable. You know, the the wherewithal of what you can do with your feet and head is beyond me. I'll yeah. tell you. Maximum coordination. I'll tell you. And, and the funny thing is, you know, growing up, the the physiques you wanted were like uh you know look like a linebacker but today you know the soccer player that's the dude oh that's, yeah that's the dime piece dude they, they got the best hair too absolutely have the best hair <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome right so uh football it's interesting um i talked to a lot of parents about that sport and the difference between you know prepare your kid because it gets hot here in texas and I, I think as as real as the concussion deal is, uh, there's a lot of, of kids that just aren't prepared as well. But 
you know, your your thoughts of uh, your youngster taking up the sport? You know, I, I think it's a little bit of, of everything. You know, the parents have to, it all starts with the parents and having them being involved and having them give the okay. Um, with that being said, I think when you're, you know, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, I think the impact, the speed is not there yet to, nope. to, uh, to I don't want to say worry about concussions, to be totally concerned about concussions. Right. With that being said, you got to put in the back of your mind and think, you know, is this a long-term sport you want your kid to play? Smart. And, you know, that's why if you're playing two or three sports and football's one of them, yep. uh, I, think, I think that's a good thing. You know, no. am, I, am I dying for my kid to play football in Texas? Kind of. Yeah. But if he doesn't want to and it's not, you know, in the cards and he turns out to be a great baseball player or a basketball player or, you know, the smartest kid coming out of Holland Park, I'll take that. I'm going to support him no matter what's he what no, that you know what I, I, and I think that's what goes down is you know managing expectations that's a it's a healthy outlook I you know the biggest the biggest thing that I I tell dads how your son performs as a sixth grader is not going to be necessarily how he performs correct. as a ninth grader correct but it's also not a reflection of you as a dude right you know how dads get a little bit yeah there's this weirdness on well, they got to be physical, and you know, uh, man, I think teaching a kid to tackle is the most unnatural thing ever. You know, it's like, hey, let's let's go run and throw ourselves into this parked car. Exactly, it's just unnatural. Exactly, and that's why the youth football coaches have to be educated 100%. in what's going on. It can't be, you know, your friend's dad. Nope. Because that's not how it's going to be anymore. Mm -mm. So they have to be educated. They have to go to, you know. To me, higher learning and know how to tackle, know how to block, know how to Man. get a three-point stance, know how to fire off the ball, all that stuff. That's hard to teach, if, A, if you've never man. done it, and B, you never studied it. You know, it's interesting because I think uh, in in the state of Texas, you need to know how to golf, mm -hmm. hunt, mm -hmm. and play football. Mm -hmm. and, and that's it. And that's it. And so everybody thinks they know how to do that, mm -hmm. and it's the farthest from the truth. So... I want to say 12 years ago when they brought up that coaching cert where every coach has to do that to play. Mm -hmm. uh, I was part of that very, very small group that was like, yeah, we got to do this, which people were hating on because it's like, well, what happens? And I'm like, dude, you, you like you just said, higher learning. You want that guy to be educated as, as much as he can because he's teaching your son. Right. And exactly right. You know, or you know, on the flip side of that, you, you know, I coach both my boys playing football, and you know, you get those kids who don't want to play football, but right. their parents want them to play football. Yep. And then they're coming to practice, and then, wow, that's when people get hurt. If that kid's not, yeah, a he's not coordinated enough, or you know, oh, I forgot my helmet. You <laughs> the guy oh, doesn't I, want no, the guy I, doesn't want I, to be I, there. I, I got you. The, the guy doesn't for, want to be there. Getting the helmet. You know, you end up babysitting the kid for two hours a couple times a week. And somebody gets hurt because he's not into playing football. Yeah, it's not cool. It's no. a, you know, it's uh, as far as the football thing goes, so I we basically had an agreement that hey, they were either gonna play a sport, play an instrument, but they, they weren't gonna do nothing. Right. And so we, it worked out well for us because they ended up, you know, doing both, but I think you hit the nail on the head where you gotta support and whatever. You know, I'll tell you what, man, the supporting part gets tougher as they get older. Yeah. Because, you know, like I was saying, you know, uh, Dalton makes music. I have no idea how that works. Right. But I know that 
he loves doing it. He's passionate about doing it. It's a discipline. I see how much he commits to it. Like he'll he'll go to wrestling practice. He'll hit his homework, and then he's he's on there making his music. And I'm just saying, hey, you got to have a plan B. All I care about is plan yeah. B. Have yeah. plan B. And that doesn't mean I don't believe in you. Right. You know, and, and also, you don't have to know anything about music. He just wants you to sit in there. You don't have to talk to each other. He knows you're on his side, and yeah, you're there. Big you just part. have to be there present. Be you don't have to know about it. You don't True. have to be, you know, eat Chick-fil-A with him at the table while, yeah, he, while he does his thing. And that's, you know, you know, that's what we do. It's, uh, I think, as, as young parents get to have become older parents the big thing is uh you had your window mm-hmm. you know and you're where you are because you you know you did your window and yep. like and you you had a plan b i mean your plan a got cut short plan man. a got cut short thought i was going to be a baseball player um got in a serious car accident when i was a sophomore in college uh, came back and did play some baseball, played in the minor leagues a couple years, but when you get to uh, the minor leagues, you realize how better people are than you. And, wow. And uh, it kind of sucked, but then you go into <laughs> business, and one way you got to make money. Yeah. yeah. I knew I was going to make money somewhere. <laughs> I know. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know. So, <clears throat> but. You know, so in high school, were you a good athlete? I was a good athlete in high school. You know, okay. you look at it now, was I a great athlete? I don't know. I see some of these high school kids now, they're great athletes. I mean, they're lean yeah. and, you know, fast and big and strong. And it's amazing. Um, you know, down by my house, there's a, there's a uh, park right across yeah. the street. And literally, there's, you know, 10, 11, 12-year-olds out there with their own personal trainer. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, yeah. going through the ladders and doing their wide, wide receiver coach and yep. a pitching coach and... It's just I think kids today have a lot more opportunity right. and a lot more, uh, I guess, financial backing from their parents because yeah. some of these parents are crazy. They'll pay for any lesson for anything. Oh, I know. And it's just crazy. I know. So. I know. It's, it, you know, one of the things with, uh, you know, with the boys, like, you know, you're sitting in here and it's not hard to figure out. They're, I got sons mm-hmm. and a daughter and they're they're active mm-hmm. in a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, if I had more wall space, I'd have yeah. more pictures on. But um, early on, I was like, hey, you know, if, if you want to do something, that includes, uh, I mean, I'm beginning to talk about the, the tutors for the academic side, but I say, hey, you, you can have the greatest coach in the world, but if you don't know how to work, right. it ain't going to happen. And I think where parents kind of miss miss the boat is, yeah, this is a great coach, and he's great with footwork, and he's going to help your son transition his game to the field but you have to be the one that puts that work ethic in correct you have to want to be the one to back that up yeah for sure so you you got chores at your house uh kind of are they good at it no you got you got to kind of you got to kind of remind them as to what they're doing yeah but my wife gives them chores like they're not they're not gonna they're not gonna say no to my wife they'll say no No. to me but not to her oh i know that's that's kind of like taking out the garbage and you know making sure the pool's going right and all (laughs) that yeah but they're not great at it okay so so you get any hard they they want the rewards of having chores but they don't want to do the chores oh yeah (laughs) it's like uh you know what it it was funny because uh I think it was like uh, seventh grade. Hey man, like all our friends get an allowance. Yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. And they're like, uh, how come we don't? And I'm like, well, 
Would you like an allowance? Yeah. Well, what are you going to do for it? Well, I don't know. I mean, what do I have to do for it? Right. So I'm like, listen, have you ever been told no? Uh-uh. Well, then, have you ever been, like, ever gone to the movies and not have money? No. Right. Were you ever told you can't order pizza? No. Well, then I'd shut the hell up. Right, right. You know? Because <laughs> exactly. you got a good deal right now. Exactly. But it, it, it's just kind of, it, it's it's funny because um, there it, without opening another whole can of worms, you're 100% right. Kid, it's just different now. It is. And I don't want to sound like, you know, a it bitter is. old dude, but I would have loved, loved the opportunity. Like, yeah. Hey, all you have to do today is work on your footwork, go lift weights, right, and be a good kid. Yep. I grew up in a family where I don't want to say I was afraid of my parents, but I respected them enough. Oh yeah. If they told me to clean my plate, I'm cleaning that plate. <laughs> yeah, you know what I, know, I mean? I know. If I need to feed the dog, I'm going to feed the dog yeah. for sure. Yeah. You know, so it was a different time, different, oh, you know, yeah. different, different day and age. You know, uh, it it's interesting, uh, especially in sports. The, the dad who wants to be the best buddy. Yeah. Not good. There's a lot of that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's good. a lot of that. Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm going to tell you this. I, you know, I enjoyed uh, coaching the boys. And, I, and I you know, I was taking the stance like, you know, I know what it's like to go home and your coach is like, God, you were horrible today at practice. Yeah, dad. And it, it's tough to, to dad coach, but it got to a uh, – it got to a place where I was given the opportunity to coach him at the next level, and I was like, mm, yeah. I just want to be dad. Yeah, that, you know, I, I also got to that, and it, it got to the point where both of them, I don't want to say stopped listening to me, but yeah. it needed to be handed off to somebody else. Absolutely, you know what I mean? Absolutely, man. You can only learn so much and take so much from your dad. Yeah. Because it wasn't just practices. You know, Every, just everything. You know, we'd go outside, and we'd be fielding ground balls and taking batting practice daily. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So... But at some point, you got to turn the leash over to to somebody else and and have them respect and admire and you know form a bond with yeah. other you know adults as coaches. You know, because as you know, the the higher you go in sports, you're gonna get some weird coaches along the way. Oh yeah, man. You know, that just happens. It's funny because as you get older, you you'll come into the recruiting specialist, and I, I still stand by the same the same philosophy is you know hey. The, the guy that's got to like you the most, your position coach. Right. Forget, I don't care who you want to hire, who's you know going to call this program or that program. Your own coach has got to dig you. Right. And and if you got a complaint, take care of it. Don't come home. Yeah. Don't, don't hey dad, you know don't. I'm not the guy to bitch to. Right. Handle it. Right. Handle it. Right. So let's switch over, man. So I can't believe man, you're 51. 55. Fuck, we're old. 55. I turned 55 in October. I know. Hey, it's better than not turning 55. I know. You know what I mean? so, <laughs> so true. But I, I feel good, you know, working you out good. working out daily, keeping those kids, keep it keeps me young and So uh what what how different you work out now than it was when we were we were youngsters. You know, it, it's funny because it, it's not that much different. I, I, I still go in there and pound free weights and do dumbbells and yep. you know, while trainers are over there training people with apparatus that they don't even know how to use, <laughs> I'm still I'm still push pulling, you know. Yeah. What, what I do add I do a lot more cardio than I used to do. Yep. And uh but it has hasn't changed a lot. No. You know, I think if you have a good good routine, it's going to yeah. be a good routine for the next 50 years, you Yeah. Know? 
Consistency, yeah. man. Consistency. So, you know, it's just funny. old fashioned down in your basement workouts. Old that's school, what I like. Man. Yeah, that's the best stuff. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's funny because uh, I, I see so many trainers, less here, but more where they can show you how to squat on a ball, but they can't get in a squat rack. Right. And squat. Right. Or, you know, every lift. Every workout, you it's a max lift, and you know I like I wish I trained as smart as I train now. Yeah, because you know we we used to just like do it biceps like 50, 50 sets of everything. About man. three days in a row. Oh, I know. <laughs> hey, you want to train biceps again? Yeah, let's go. Let's, do it. let's go. <laughs> that was fun though. We had some good workouts. We had some place. great workouts, man. You know, uh, it's so different now because. You know, the North Dallas Athletic Club, you know, it was kind of part gym, part fitness center, 100% seen and be seen. Yeah, part nightclub. Part nightclub. Yeah, part at the gym. Part seen and be (laughs) seen. Uh, Well, you know, it's kind of funny because if you think about it, we both met our wives there. Yeah. And I'll say that's probably my one change. I, like when I work out now, I don't even like look or talk to anybody. Oh, I know. You know what I mean? It's like you know? I get my hour and a half in, I'm out. North, North Dallas days, you know, hey, let's go to dinner. Let's go for a drink. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's go play the pool. And it was just yeah. a full on, it's a lifestyle. How long have you been here? Three hours. Yeah. It was a, it was a <laughs> lifestyle at that place. It was just different, man. It was like. Uh, was that your first gym when you moved to Texas? Man, you know, when, if you remember, I got, I was on a staff. I got fired in Colorado. And I was like, ugh, horrible. I mean, they kept the head coach, but they fired us. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's awesome, you know. Yeah. But uh, the Dallas Sports Club management, remember Paul Schoenberg? Yeah, of course. Remember, you know, of course, Schwingberg. Yeah. I know. I, Paul will be seeing this because we're on Facebook Live. So, Paul, love you. Is Paul in Colorado? Paul's in Colorado. Yeah. He went back. I love and, Paul. And I love Paul too. Yeah. But I learned more from him about the business than any other guy. Well, he was a GM there, right? When yeah. He got there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was his. Uh, it, it was funny because he was the one guy. If I had a mentor, it yes. was him. And, yeah. he, and, and we had fun, as you know. Yeah. He and I had a blast. Yeah. Probably a lot of too much fun. Yeah. But when it came time to work, man, he strapped it on. He got after it, and and he he taught me. You know, there there's a fine line between doing good and making money. Right. And you could be doing great and be poor as right. a mofo, but. Uh, he, you know, he taught me a lot, and and when he brought me on, if you remember, they 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 didn't have a personal training program at North Dallas Athletic or Premier, so they had offered me a job, but I said, nah. How about this? I want a ten-year contract, and I want a percentage of the gross. And they're laughing. They're That's nice. Like, okay, last year we grossed twelve hundred dollars for the year. <laughs> so sign this fool up. Wasn't that way, yeah. you know? And so it was. It was. Yeah, it was my first big. Uh, it's your show, run it. Yeah. But looking back, uh, I could have used a few more boundaries as a young guy, and I had way too much power. You put a lot of time and energy in that. You couldn't go to that gym without you being there. You go there at four, you're there. You go there at four in the afternoon, you're there. You go nine thirty at night, you're still there. I'm like. Go home and shower, big and leave. <laughs> I know. 
But it was funny. You know, I, I moved in from, I moved here from, from New York City. And I was living at the Grand Kapinski, it was called yeah. at the time. Now it's, I think it's the Intercontinental. Yeah, up there right. on the, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was literally three days after I moved there, I stumble into this gym. I'm walking down the stairs. And he's at the end of the stairs. Okay, he goes, hey, let's go work out. I'm like, okay. And we've, we've, we've been friends ever since. It was literally day three when I moved to Dallas. Oh, you that's know? awesome. So, yeah. That's well, cool. it was a different time because uh, you guys got to understand the, the level of just douche was huge. Yeah. Like, yeah. everybody was a $20,000 a year millionaire. Yeah. And just, it was crazy. But, you know, he worked. I mean, God dang. You... Chrissia? Chrissia Dior first. Chrissia yeah, Dior. Yeah. yeah. And then Chrissia and then Perry Ellis. And yeah, I was going through the whole apparel deal yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. But dude, you were, uh, you know, you, you were living large, but you were a dude. And watching how you train, I was like, well, this guy knows what he's doing. You know, he's he's training hard and he's he's, he's sporting a G-Man hat. It can't all be bad. And you the know? receiver gloves. Then the receiver gloves. They're just so I, comfortable. I was Tiki before Tiki. I'm telling you. He <laughs> <laughs> was. Yeah, like, right? Yeah. Dude, it was awesome because, he, I mean, dude, you would come in with a fresh pair and you're like, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Uh, Loved it. But it was cool, you know. Uh, Giants were good back then. Giants too. were really good back then. <laughs> and then the Cowboys got good. Yeah. Which you was know? tough to go through. Tough to go through, man. That was a beating. But it was a, it was a different time. I, uh, yeah, it was funny because... We, we had so many machines, and then the freeway area was so teeny tiny. Yeah. But we'd always go train upstairs. Yeah. You know? And but that's how it was. People wanted to do the circuit. So you yeah. had people just go in there and kind of do their eight reps at a circuit and go to the next thing. Yeah. I mean, that as you said before, that was the typical C&B scene place, not really yep. getting into shape, getting people getting after it. No. There were a couple people doing that. Not but a that's, lot. That's not what that was. Not a lot. Not a lot. And, but, and it was, you know, it was cool. It was just... Uh, you know, it, I'm glad I was single during that time. Yeah, I mean, you had there, to be. There, yeah, there wasn't a lot of. Uh, well, it's just funny. It's just I. Because if you weren't, you would have been. Yeah. <laughs> I just at that time everything was excess. There was you know uh, a lot of aerobic classes and the cardio selection went for miles and everybody was eating bagels and yogurt and about 1,800 calories a day. And the outfits. How about the girls' outfits? North Beach leather. Man. <laughs> North, oh Beach leather. North Beach leather and the matching like yeah, bottom. Yeah, with yeah, the, yeah. Loved it. And then it's the awesome. and then the fung leotard yeah. came out. Yeah. And and wow. we're just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> How leotard. long were you there for? Oh God. Ten ten years. It was uh it was kind of funny because I my contract was coming up. And I was just going to say, he outlived his 10-year uh, mm-hmm. contract. Yeah. <laughs> contract was coming up, and all of a sudden in the conversation, there was a lot of talk about my percentage. And would I be willing to restructure my percentage? No. I mean, I earned that. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I developed and, and you know, and not to mention, uh, they got a lot of, uh, I mean, not sound big headed, but you know when I got signed by Nike, that that name came too. Yeah, and so they got a lot of exposure by my me going to Nike and and doing all that stuff, and uh, I I didn't feel restructuring my percentage. I mean, if anything, I was asking for more. Right, and you know you just 
you, you kind of get that voice in your head, you know, and it's like, well, okay, if the tables were reversed, what would you do? I remember Paul saying, hey, if the tables were reversed, what would you do? And I'm like, I'd get rid of me. And he's like, bingo. Yeah. Because I, I went in and I said, hey, man, it's got a weird vibe going on. You know, and I'm not going to name the guy who owned it, but not the... We'll, we'll call him uh, Matthew Clark. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and uh, Matthew was not the most straight shooter. And I'd seen guys in that position before. So I was like, you know, what's happening? And he, he said, I can't tell you, but I will tell you this. What would you do if you were on the other side of the table? And I said, I'd get rid of me. And he said, bingo. And then he, I said, uh, how, how many days, you know, how long do I have? He's like, when's the contract up? And I go, 30 days. And he's like, 29. You got 29. Jeez. And so I just started, you know, I just, it was it was kind of scary. But, you know, knowing that ahead of time, Nike had sent me to the best gyms in the country to, to do their certification. So I, I, I knew what was going on. So, you know, leap of faith and... and I do remember yeah. that you were traveling a bunch with them. Yeah, Nike. Yeah, you know, it was just yeah. it was just crazy. I mean, uh, and that that's when you know you were spending, you know, most of the month in Manhattan. Right. You know, and uh, coming back and forth. Coming back and forth, and and then I remember, uh, you know, right right before you went to Manhattan, we're working out. If you remember, there was that bridge over, and you look down into the atrium. Yeah. And you're like, big. Who's that? And I go, that Teresa Brissell. And he goes, she dating anybody? And I go, she's married, man. And he she goes, she had two kids on her. She yeah, goes, she goes, you look at me and you go, not to me, she's not. <laughs> and he goes, you, you go, swear to God, Mr. Snyder. And I'm like, all right. And then it was about four years go by, and you know. Trace and I had gotten to become friends super. Well, you were training her for a long yeah, time. Yeah, long time. Yeah. She was awesome, man. You know, she was just, you know, she she made the best of a real bad situation. Yeah. And just tough. I mean, you know. That. I mean, she, she's tough. the best thing that ever happened. I mean, it's, yeah, you know, we've, been, we've been together for 25 years and married for 20 in May, so. She's beautiful. Oh, to you. There you for, go. For the intro. Biggin. So, I remember uh, I called you up. I said, hey, man. Your crush is single. And you're like, Big, you gotta give me a day. You gotta hook me up. Make this happen. <laughs> and I said, Well, you know, hey man, give me some time. And I remember telling her, I said, Hey, uh, when you're ready, I got a guy I want you to meet. And uh, every time you came back, you're like, Dude, what's up? And I'm like, Not yet, not yet. And then uh, we were out somewhere. I think, I think, where did we used to drink the. The orange shots. It was uh, Spoozies. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Bellinis or whatever. Yes. Man, you Shock. guys are just going, these old fuckers yeah. are lame. <laughs> oh my, what, what is it? <coughs> Shocker, we got drinking. <laughs> she, was there, she was there with her friends, and I said, he, he wants to meet, and she's like, yeah, let's do it. And I think, you know, without revealing too much, I think. I, think you took her out on a Thursday, maybe got her home Monday. We did. We did. <laughs> yeah. And been together ever since. Yeah. And hit it off. So. And uh, still my all-time favorite wedding. You guys. Great wedding. It was a great wedding. Great wedding. Great wedding. 
you know, and it was just funny because people were like, oh, who are you? Oh, you're the guy that introduced me. It was awesome, but you but know, you, you like used her in all your videos that oh, you're yeah. making. And well, dude, I totally blew it because I found in storage her Miller Light poster. Yeah, that I had the framed. Enchanted Eighteen Pack. We have it in the, in the bam. Yeah, is it framed though? It's framed in the God garage. Bless yeah. America. I'm bringing it in. I'm gonna bring it in and give it to you because I brought it out, and uh, yeah, it was crazy because uh, it was it was so funny because. I had all these people. I would say, "Hey, you know, I'm I'm doing a video. Like I had no budget. Yeah. And I, and I remember uh, Spry Products, which is huge now. And the guy who ran it, Steve Block, God rest his soul. He he hired me uh, for Body Blast. If you really? Remember. Yeah. And I remember he he came up, introduced himself. Hey, Steve Block, Spry Products. I hear you're doing something with her too. And I'm like. Oh, yeah, I got this whole thing going. Totally bullshit. <laughs> yeah. He goes, I'm going to be in Dallas in three weeks. I'll come by and see you. I'm like, yeah, sure you will. Three weeks later, hey, they're paging me at the front desk. Hey, this guy's Steve Block. And I'm like, oh, shit. So I, I remember running downstairs. It was four stories. So I run down. I set these steps up, throw the tubes, come up the other side. And he's like, wait, man, I've been looking for you. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm just working, man. And uh, I go, hey, what brings you to Dallas? He's like, I want to see what you got. Oh, no problem. Go downstairs. I got signed. And I winged it. I did uh, upper body tube, lower body tube, plyometric, and then a calisthenic. Mm-hmm. Hey. Really, at a time where people didn't even know what that was. Right. Yeah, I mean, right. that, so I think different. that's the key thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like people didn't even new. know what that was. Right. I knew this. Yeah, a lot of people pissed off. There's like, I can't even teach aerobics. I'm like, it's not aerobics. Yeah, yeah. training. But I got signed in, and I remember I had to show Polaroids of who I was using. And I remember sitting there, and everybody else was going ahead of me, and they were like, no, no, hell no, no. <laughs> and they're flagging all these guys, and I remember handing them my, who I was going to use. Dude. Miss Oklahoma. Dude. And I remember when uh, they, they got to Teresa, he just quit looking. He's like, uh, can I keep this? I'm like, no. <laughs> That's my buddy's wife, man. That's you hilarious. Know? But it was funny because, uh, and then after that, it's like, you know, I used her in every single thing I did because they were just so like, oh, man, you ought to see this blonde he's got. And it took heat off of really the intellectual property. Yeah. And if it was something they didn't like, I could kind of go over yeah. to the side and fix it because, you know, they're they're drooling over the six-foot blonde. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The, that, total that, dime that piece. Whole, that whole place was pretty funny, though. It was and crazy, man. They were, you know. Patton was selling Cybex yep. to you, and Greco was doing whatever Greco was doing. and You know, Sean like, just got married. He did, I saw that. Yeah, that's awesome. He lives in uh, L.A. or something, right? Dude, he is the most successful dude in the fitness industry that I've ever worked with. Is he with, still in it? Ever. I don't think he I think he's doing what he wants. Yeah. Which you got to love that. But I remember back then, he worked, though. He was a grinder. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, what's funny, like, he would bring me into these Cybex gigs, and I would just, like, just say, hey, this is a great piece of equipment. This is why I'd use it, blah, blah, blah. But we, like, all helped each other out. Yeah. It wasn't like it, like, like 
here at Iron, I don't deal with anybody I don't I can't talk to face to face. Is that still a job? Do people still sell workout equipment to yeah. people? Yeah, is it? It's huge. Yeah. It's just the players are different, but it's still the same, but it's just you you have to have some authenticity and and credibility and and all that good stuff. Marin, you're a dude. Thank you. Hi, big guy. All right, man. Hey, how's our monitor looking? Yeah. Okay. Just I didn't mean to snap you. No, no, no. No, we're good. Yeah. Hey, we're a high tech place, Megan. We're on. This is nice. I like this back here. But uh, you know, I would tell you this. I think Sean, uh, he took a position in the industry and took it to another level where people were always trying to be that guy. Yeah. And he just, I mean, he can sell ice cubes to an Eskimo. Yeah. I mean. No doubt. I did see that he got married. I, I'm happy for him. Yeah. I hey, mean, if he's he, happy, I'm happy. He right? was a guy that, you know, he just, I mean, you know. He's, he hit it hard back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. He did hit it hard. It just, uh, in a lot of ways, this industry's changed a ton. But in a lot of ways, it's still the same. And in a lot of ways, I think it's worse. I think it's in worse. In what way? Um, I, I think the whole me, 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 um, you know, when, when, I think everybody get goes to the weight room because they're they don't they feel inadequate somewhere. You know, I'm not strong enough. I'm not fast enough. You I, know. I would agree with that. I would agree uh, with that. You know, and a, a lot of people, it's just yeah. I want to meet girls. Yeah. I want to have more confidence. Yeah. I want to. I want to feel good about what I'm doing. It could be that. It could be just letting off steam. You had a yeah. bad, bad day at work. You could just that. You know, there's there's a there's a ton of reasons yeah why you go work out just go work out move do you know? something yeah you know we had uh we had jeff dwelly here last week and jeff's a a, a very well-known trainer prep coach he's deeply involved in you know the bodybuilding world and he was like hey you know just move just do something movement creates motion motion creates you know right at, uh results i see too many guys in it and it's it's just so way over the top. Like the social media aspect, I'm not down with. I yep. know I know it's a big part of it, but I think it shows more negatives uh, versus trying to create community and a platform where other people can get better. Uh, sometimes it doesn't do that. Yeah. And, and that part I don't like. And yeah. I'm not down with because. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care what area you're from, you know, selfish is selfish. And I think it carries over to other aspects of your life. Just like being generous and, uh, you know, helpful, considerate, that does too. And yeah, it's, it's tough. Absolutely. You know, I think the discipline of it, you know, if you're disciplined in your workout, you're going to be disciplined at work, you're going to be disciplined with your kids, you're going to be disciplined with your wife, disciplined with your diet, you yep. know. It just travels up throughout your entire uh, you know, being almost. right. What right. the the big difference in it just continue. I mean, there's gym after gym on every block. Yep. There's not enough good, educated trainers nope. in all these gyms to be to be having jobs. It you, you know, know? It, it's harder. It's a harder industry to get into for sure. And you know, it's funny. You know, Larry North works yeah, yeah. out here. Larry Larry's a heck of a guy. The, the funny thing is back in the day, everybody was like, ah, you guys, you, you must not like each other, your competitors, because, you know, let's face it, we, we people either talking about him or talking about me. Yeah. 
He helped me because I was so freaking competitive. I was just like, yeah, I'm going to be better. But better doesn't mean I'm going to dislike you. Right. I'm just going to be better. Well, I think you've always had a good relationship with him. Yeah, you? Heck. For, for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. He's... We we have a we had a good one. We had a very good and professional one, but we have a good. Nah, I'm gonna say this. We have a great and more personal one. And uh, my son Dylan loves the guy. I mean, you know, they've had talks about business. And, yeah. And he's just a he. He's always trying to help guys here. You know, he's just a. He connects people together. He's he really 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 cares. Uh. But you're right. There's a gym on every corner, and everyone, their brother's a personal trainer today. Boy, just standing around, it's like you know, it, it it makes it awkward. It makes it awkward for the person who just wants to go in there and ride the bike and start a workout program. You know what I mean? Do their own thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some, yeah, yeah. some, some people, girls, guys, young, old, they don't want to be bothered. They just want to go in there, do their deal. They don't need the next tip. They don't need the, you know what's better for you than what they're doing. Leave me alone. Yeah, they're just trying to get it done. They, you know, there's it, you just brought up a great point. So here, you know, we have quite a few trainers. Yeah. But uh, I'm gonna tell you, these guys, it, you know, you got to be at a certain level. I mean, we, there's no way I could tell you who the best trainer was. I could tell you who's the best trainer for a situation. Right. But. These guys are pros. You know, they don't jump in. If someone wants some assistance, they'll help them out. If it looks like somebody's struggling, hey, can I give you a spot? Right, or, right. hey, man, that's great what you're doing. If you ever want to add something to it, let me know. But they aren't always trying to flip their card out or yeah, trying yeah. to solicit. They just they understand that a lot of times people just, hey, man, I just want to train, man. Uh, but what I see when I go shop other gyms, it's it, – it, they're just so on people over, hey, you're doing that wrong. Yeah. Hey, you get hurt. Dude, you could get hurt. Rack- I saw a guy break his hand uh, racking weights. He just hit it on the edge real weird. Oh, I mean, dude, it's just something can happen wrong all the time. But at the end of the day, I think some of these guys, I mean, I I don't want to be bothered by anybody. I just want to go in. I want to do my get thing. Done. Get it done. And, and if I need something, I'll ask you. But in the same token, like here, you can tell if someone's, you know, a little bit insecure right. or, you know, they're kind of, right. hey, you, you have any questions you need answered about this? Yeah. And it's different, but not, dude, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's, uh, so you, you brought up a good point. Um, there, there's so much, there's so much quantity, but the quality's not there. Correct. Quality is Correct. not there. And that you know, it, as I was telling you before, the the younger kids now have their, you know, strength trainers yeah. and, a, and a passing coach and a baseball coach and all that. There's so much money to be made. Oh yeah. You know, a kid just graduated from high school and he happened to be on the baseball team. He's out there giving baseball lessons. Oh to yeah. Somebody. No. So uh, you really got to weed through, and you know. People know who the good trainers are. Yep. People know who the good pitching coaches are. Yep. There's a lot of imposters, and the bottom line is it's it's a lot of money now, and parents are willing to spend a lot of money because they yep. think their kid's going to be the next Clayton Kershaw or Matthew Matthew Stafford. Yep. And uh, or the next Chris Hips. Yeah, or the next Chris Hips. Yep. God love him. A lot of people should be Chris Hips. That guy is amazing. He. So he is he is my 16 year olds. Uh, uh, leader at his youth uh, group. Let me tell you something. That guy's quality. He, Chris Hips is quality. Chris Hips is quality. Yeah. And 
it's fun. I, I still to this day have a great relationship with Chris. Yeah. Uh, like I was telling you, super kid. It was it was just funny. He he was referred to me by a guy I just had talked to. Yeah. And uh, you know, you don't need to be a rocket scientist to know when the kid walks through the room, you got something special. Right. The first time I saw him play football, I was like, "Why are we even talking about lacrosse?" Yeah. I mean, kid was a receiver. Yeah. Played receiver, played slot. I remember they did an end around. I think it was against Pierce. They flip him the ball, and he launches a missile with a homing device down the field, yeah. 65 yards, hits the kid over the shoulder, in stride, touchdown. Yeah. I'm like, why isn't he the quarterback? Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're literally one of the first families we met here. Um, they're, they're his sister, Hutton, yeah. is friends with Alexa, you know, oh, our daughter goodness. Alexa. And, you know, Chris and Sandra, the, the parents, are really good friends of ours. That kid was destined to play lacrosse. He oh, ate yeah. it. He loved it. He could have been anything he wanted. He wanted to go to Duke and play lacrosse. It was went there and won two national championships. Came back to SMU and then played football. football. Yep. Number eight, crazy, crazy. Number athlete. eighty-three. Yeah, crazy. Number eighty-three. Athlete. It was funny because uh, I remember the first lacrosse game I ever watched him play. He's playing defense, and you know he's so much bigger than everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, uh, uh-uh. I mean, he's shutting it down. Yeah. And the, you know, the attackmen, they're, you know, little guys still in the ball. They're, they're athletic. They're quick. They're fast. And the, the stick skills are unbelievable. He, he checks a kid. Kid goes down. Loose ball. Scoops it with one hand with a deep hole. Cradling it as he's running. Now he's not kind of chop. He's in stride. Yeah. I mean, he he can run too, I mean, man. And, and yeah, he's in stride, and he's <laughs> cradling. He takes it down, and he launches a shot, scores. He did that three more times. It was against the Woodlands, and him by himself, it almost wasn't fair. Yeah. <laughs> so, great inside story on Chris Hip. So you know, his freshman year, he was number twenty-seven at Duke. Yeah. Thomas Everett. Really, Thomas? Yep. He worked with him a little bit. That's cool. He calls me up. He said, "Yeah." I'm like, hey, what? He goes, I'll pick up my number. I go, no 13. He goes, nah, I'll get it next year. Senior's got it. I said, cool. I go, what do you got? He goes, 45. I'm like, mm-mm, not even. No, not a consideration. Get it <laughs> off the board. Let's get you something lower. Uh, anything in the teens? Nah, they're all taken. Because I was thinking on him, 11 would look good. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, he goes, uh, 24. And I'm like, nah. He goes, hey, 27. I go, that's Coach Everett's number. He's like, oh, done. And that's that cool. that's why he wore twenty seven for one cool. year, and then thirteen. That kind of sums up Chris <coughs> as a kid too, kid, right? Totally kid. Yeah. Uh, Would he train with you guys at the studio? Oh, he, he trained with me his end of his junior year, his entire senior year. I mean, and there were, I remember him coming in. And I'm like, dude. He's like, oh, I'm so sore. I ran this morning. Uh, already lifted weights because I had time. Uh, went to school, went to lacrosse practice, ran some more, <laughs> did my homework, and I'm here. And I'm like, Chris, you got to go home. Yeah, oh, I want to, you know. I so he was a kid. He was always, always early, always early, uh, but always like, you know. And he's funny because, you know, he'd come in and he's like, "Hey, begging," you know. <laughs> I mean, and he he was just yeah, you know. And, and I I told him the story he, about he got that. it. Yeah, yeah, and so. We're uh, 
he would always be early, but he would always ask like, why does this do this? Why does this work like this? What if I did this? But uh, I handled all his strength training. We we trained for lacrosse, and at one point he was two forty five. And my whole really? thing, yeah, wow. I told yeah. him though. I said, look, I would have never guessed that. I ever. go, I go. Boy. If you can run with it, you can carry it. So he comes back and he's like, yeah, I was huffing and pie. It's too much. Yeah, too much. So we'd always keep him between two twenty, two twenty five. Yeah. And 245 is a lot of weight. Oh, dude. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, he was going through that phase where he was like, I just want to be jacked. Yeah. And, yeah. and here's the deal. You, you know as a coach, probably not the best thing to do, but they've got to be the ones that come back and go, hey, man, my legs aren't quite where I want them. Yeah. And then you have to explain to them, and then you got to talk to them about quality over quantity. Yeah. And, you, you, you know, at the end of the day, as long as we were finishing with biceps, he was great. And he was one of those guys that's just like. So, did know. he? Did, were you training him with an eye on lacrosse? Was that his goal, or like what? Uh, was, or was he a football player in his mind at that so, point? Or what so was it? he was a phenomenal football player. So yeah. his senior year, he made everybody's first team. Yeah. I mean, like he want they he got recruited oh, Duke to play no, football he, as he well. Got, yeah. He got recruited by everybody. Yeah. But he was very very clear when when. We sat down. I want to play lacrosse at Duke. I mean, there was never. Cool. Hey, I want to. I want to get recruited. I want. No, it was hundred percent. I want to play lacrosse at Duke. Yeah, Duke is where I want to go. And I remember one time because, you know, the the other part of that equation is you, kids, in in this is where strength coaches kind of take a left turn. Today, the great ones. They've got to trust you. Yeah. It's it's not, oh, he's going to give me big instruction. they got to trust you. And they got to trust you knowing that I'm going to get to that next level with this guy. Right. So I had... That's a, that's a tough trust to get right there. Huge trust. Yeah. yeah. I, and I was, I was approached by a multitude of coaches to, hey, we hear this kid listens to you. Can, can you put in a good word for us? Can you give him take a trip? Nope. Uh, <clears throat> Excuse me. I never, never talked it with Chris because it was it was Duke from day one. Yeah. Uh, nothing but Duke. Everything was focused on. I, I want to have the best high school experience that I can have. Yeah. Going to Duke. <laughs> uh, and so awesome. I, I respected right, right. that. And so from day one, like literally, when when football was over, when they were done, his senior year. He was like, man, I'm great. I don't, I don't have any of that other pressure. Let's go. Yeah. And everything we did was predicated towards him, not going to Duke, but going to Duke and start as a freshman. I mean, to the point where I looked at film. They they had a, a deep hole number seventy seven, another one number thirty nine. Those guys were good, but I just said, you know, Chris, you, you're you're, and they they had three other guys that were six three six four. So I said, here's the deal. If you just, and, and this is what a lot of people don't understand. When he competed, he was nasty. Yeah. I would not want to play against that guy. Yeah. Because, and at anything, he, he was he clean, but he was coming. Yeah. And guess what? Yeah. I'm not going away. And you better suck it up. So it he's was. such a mild dude. In oh, real yeah, life, dude, dude. In real life, he's yeah. just, he's the greatest. I mean, yeah. he's a kid. 
And, you know, I had, uh, you know, Dalton and Dylan worked with him, and he was one of these guys that was like, hey, you know, if your sons are, you know, because Dalton and Dylan were both playing deep hole back then. Like, they played lacrosse all the way up until high school, and then going into their junior year, they, they didn't play anymore. It just got it just got too crazy. Yeah. But uh, I remember it was funny. Chris showed up in Allen. He, he went to the house, got the boys. They went to the park across the street. I'm coming home, man, and there's like, hey, what's going on at the park? Hey, Chris Hips. Chris Hips is... Drew a crowd over working. there? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, every... You know, Chris is one of That's those awesome. guys that, uh, you know, he's he's a quality kid. Yeah. You know, his mom and dad did a super job raising him. For sure. Consistent. For sure. But he keeps his eye on what's important. Yeah. And, you know, he's real big about community and giving back. Big time. And... and you know, Chris Chris will win her, 100%. But uh, two stories. His very first collegiate game against Notre Dame, they're playing in Orlando. This kid uh, checks him under the chin, knocks him out. Cut him? A big time. Stitches all nine yards. I, I call him, and he's in the training room just sounding good. Like out of it, he's not going to remember this conversation. Yeah. So I say, hey, you know, uh, I'll call you later. But then I text him. I go, you know, you okay? I'm good. I'm like, you know, text me, text me tonight. Let me know you're all right. So they're playing Notre Dame, and in the next, were you at the game? Or you? Nah, I was TV? watching yeah. TV. Yeah. And this guy, to me, and and people are going to say I'm a homer. It was an it was an illegal check, and and. You know, you get guys all day. They're like, "Ah, oh, no, 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 no." You know, yeah, yeah. Chris dishes it out. He's got to take it. Well, the guy extended his arms, man. I mean, that that's illegal. That's a crush check. Knocked yeah. him off his feet. Yeah, big time. Drilled him. Got yeah. him right in the chin, under the face mask, under the chin. So the next year they play Notre Dame, and Chris just annihilates this dude. I mean, he is just pounded him like no tomorrow. Yeah, and vicious and <laughs> all all legal physical. But the the best Chris Hip story, I would say. So he's he's playing national championship game, uh, senior year, torn labrum. Jeez. And they're subbing on their defense. They sub. The kid runs on. He turns around, runs off. Coach tries to send the kid out again. Turns around, runs off. They they did not sub him. He played that whole entire game physical. And hurt, yeah. And uh, you know, I, I I could I could tell you Chris Hip stories for an hour, but it's the the one kid that it's that kid that every and, and I've had a couple of them. You know, it's interesting. You know, I had uh, Garrett Childers out of Highland Park who who was a nose tackle, and he he was my first Highland Park football player, and he was a baseball player as well. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, he played baseball. Yeah, yeah, he was a beast. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, Chris, but, you know, and uh, Joey and, and, you know, Joey went on to Virginia and he, he Joey Landis, he, he was yeah. a heck of a, a yeah. heck of a kid too. Real quality kid that, too. Uh, that receiver, Sostat from Highland Park this yeah. year is going to play lacrosse at uh, Virginia. Oh, yeah. That's where he's going to play. He, he's a heck of a player yeah, too. Yeah, he's a good athlete. You know, and it's just... So for with with Chris, it it really opened my eyes as a you know strength conditioning coach, and you know it was funny because uh, 
I would get the kids where, yeah, 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 I'm working on my team, but I got a chance to go somewhere else, you know, in, in college. And Chris, he, he was that kid that, you know, he, he was a grinder and everything. And a long-winded way to answer your question, there was never a doubt in yeah. his mind, I'm yeah. going to Duke. Yeah. And uh, it's he, cool. it's he, a good story. He's, dude, he was, uh, it, I mean, still this day. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get him on this thing. Yeah, you have to, dude. He, he'd, he'd do it in a heartbeat. It'd be oh great. yeah, it'd be great. He he did have some good stories from oh, dude. from Duke. I'll tell you that. I, you know, it was funny because uh, you know when uh, you said there's two parts to this. I'll say the first part. This is a small world. Very. But I hate to have to mow it. Yeah, that's exactly. a Snyderism. Exactly. So exactly, I told him that. You know, we'd be talking. He goes, "Yeah, it's a small world." And I go, "Yeah, but I hate to have to mow it." <laughs> <laughs> you know, but he gets it. He gets it. Uh, so, with any tough questions from your kids on competing? Uh, you know, not really. No, they 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 kind of uh, have it within themselves to yeah. do it. You know what I mean? Um, I will say probably my 12-year-old's a little more into it than my 16-year-old. Right. Kid 16, got his They're car. They're both good-looking kids. Dude. Got his car, you know. What's he driving? A Jeep Cherokee. Nice. So nothing nothing over the top. But, you know, the, I, I Charlie, at, at 12 years old, he's playing everything, kind of focusing on baseball. Good but for that, him. That kid hates losing more than he likes winning. I love it. So, you know, I think he's got the right demeanor, wherewithal to be whatever he wants to be, you know. So do either one handle losing well? Uh, Jackson handles losing. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if he handles it well, you know, especially if we're playing, you know, cards or ping pong or something right. at home, and he's playing his dad. He doesn't take that well. No, at all. a lot of curse words come out. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a thrown racket or two. Yeah, but we we compete in everything. You know, we compete in watching game shows on TV and so who, it's all who's going to eat the middle cinnamon roll and yeah. you know that kind of stuff. Yeah, just sibling stuff. But, you know, it's it's great. Raising kids is really a humbling experience and. It's what life's about, man. Watching these kids yeah. grow up, to have them be 16 and 12 right now, man. It freaks you out. <laughs> it does. I, it wa- really I does. walk around the house, uh, you know, it's funny. You know, Dalton transferred, and, and he'll he'll come, usually when he does his laundry, you know. Yeah. Hey, what are you guys eating? Yeah. Hey, can I sleep here tonight? You know, you're like, yeah, that's yeah, cool. But... I, I still, when everybody's home, I'm my happiest. So how many kids do you have in the house now? Oh, God, just three. Yeah. Just three. Davis is going just off three. to... Davis is going to Austin College. And, you know, that... that You know, Davis... He playing ball there? Yeah, football. Yeah. Nice. He's a tackle. Nice. He... Uh, 79, another 79? Yeah, 79. It was funny because... Well, that's a adult number? Well, when they were handing out numbers, it was funny because, uh, you know, Dalton was always... He was either 51 or 44. And Dylan was always twenty three, and you know Danny, she's forty four. That's yeah. her. That's her thing. Yeah. But uh, you know Davis, uh, you know he was sixty nine at Allen, and when he transferred to McKinney Christian, you know they didn't have sixty nine, obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's like, all right, I'll take seventy nine. He is into it, but he's my one who's like, he's just like just calm, level headed, and he's a big kid, dude. He's a big kid. Yeah. Uh, so people ask me, you know, well, anyways, when they're handing out numbers, you know, with Drake, he's like, uh, I'll take 79. And they're like, well, you kind of got to get what you get. And he's like, eh, that's awesome. I'll take 79. <laughs> but 
Uh, I hate the number of where you get what you get. That uh, sucks. Yeah. It's terrible. Because yeah. you were 14 and 21. Yeah. Yeah. 24. 24. I was 14 and 24, yeah. It's a bomber. Both boys wear that, and it sucks when you don't get that, right? Yeah. So, yeah. number means a lot to you. That's yeah. true. That's what was true. your number at Wisconsin? Number 88. Okay. Ooh, nice. And I didn't even choose. Like, um, nice. I wanted it to chose be you. Yeah, you know, high school. Oh. High school, I went to, when I went to high school, they were going to give me, I had 87 because uh, when I went to Summit, it was our first year, my junior year as a school, as a football team. All right. So they gave me 87 all the way through two a days through practice. And then game day came and I go to my locker. I was like, let's do this. And it was 88. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows me as 87. Hey, you got man. a ball at number 88. <laughs> you got a ball. So, yeah. Right it was yeah. a big boy number, though. Yeah. But, man, For sure. I, I turned it out and I, I got it at Wisconsin. And uh, I was the last one to wear it. They retired it after that uh, for one of the, the older tight ends. Nice. Really? So, yeah, I was the last one to wear it. So you he just tell people they retired it for you? Pat Richter. Boom! Pat, wow. Pat yeah. Richter was the last to wear it. He's, he told, and he told me I could finish wearing it for the rest of the season. Nice. That's cool. Yeah, so that's cool. cool. So uh, remember, it's, uh, it's not who you know. Who knows you? Absolutely, so true. So, for were you were you seventy nine when you played? Man, I was not seventy nine. So when I played, I started out as three, three, and then three? I got oh, when I got put over, I was sixty one. Yeah, in high school, uh, it was funny because I was a guard in nose guard in high school. I was sixty three, and so Davis, his sixth grade year, he's like, Dad, I'm gonna be sixty three, and I said, Davis. He'll be you. And so he's like, all right, but I really want to be 63. So uh, I remember, you know, Dylan picked 23 just because he thought it looked good. Yeah. But he wanted 22 because that was D's number at Oklahoma when she she played soccer there. Yeah. You know, but numbers numbers mean a lot. They do. They do. But, you know, it's funny. So when Dalton went to Fort Lewis, he's just like, oh, I. You know, we get up there, and he comes back, and they got his locker and helmet. And he's like, oh, 58. I go, dude, 58's a great that, number. That's he's a great like, linebacker number. He's like. It's called Banks. And like, yeah. Yeah. You know? I'm like, dude, 58. 58's a great number. He's like, you wear it then. <laughs> you know? And then, you know, he, when he transferred to Wesleyan, I'm like, hey, what number did you get? He goes, you know, it's this is a new thing, Dad. I'm not going to be 44. I'm 36, and I'm like, all right. I mean, he looked good. It took me a while to get yeah, yeah. Good, but you know, numbers are—it's all about the number, bro. It is. It's Texas true. Wesleyan. Yeah. Where is that? Fort Worth. Is it? So. I didn't know that. He got, I dude. He got recruited by, dude. I have a senior moment. The dude who used to coach at Arkansas, uh, older guy. He just took the Eastern Kentucky job, but he got recruited there. And that's where I went. But it just, it just kind of happened. A buddy of mine saw his film from against McKinney or McKinney Boyd, and so uh, while they were recruiting him, you know, I, I said, "Hey, coach, you, you know, are you going to stay here or take another job?" He said, "Well, you know, kind of wanted to retire, but I got the bug again. But I want to coach at a bigger school." So, literally six days before he's going there, they they say, "Hey, coach." He left. Oh, and a whole new regime came in, so they redshirted his entire class. But he, dude, it was a beautiful campus, and, and Dylan was going there too. Dylan's still there. But uh, 
he's like, Dad. Does okay. Dylan like it there? Dylan loves it, but he's going to transfer back. He's going to go to Richland over summer school, and he's going to transfer somewhere in the state, which I'm not hating not paying out-of-state tuition yeah, yeah, yeah. to a private school. Yeah. Not hating that. No. Like, I drive, I buy an Escalade every year and push it off a cliff. Right, right, right. You know? <laughs> but uh, he goes, Dad, you got to – it's it's just different here. It's just, it's just not – you know, because Texas is intense. Yeah. I mean, especially watching football. And, that, and I told him, I said, hey, playing in Allen, you go in Division two. You, you'll be taking a step down as far as facilities. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, so. And true. and really, when 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 it's your kid, it's more about their experience versus I can give two shits about sitting in that stadium. Right, right. But uh, I remember he was unhappy, but I went up there and you know there's dudes sitting on their helmet. You know, it's just they're yeah. they're they're three and seven. You know, stuff. And he's just like you know, it's just my it. And not my thing. Yeah. So I came home, and I'm thinking, I'm like, yes, you know. And, and it was funny, because at the time, I said, hey, you know, that wrestling door's not closed. And, you know, I, I had schools, I had a couple schools call me after he went to Fort Lewis, like, hey, is he still, would he be interested? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know, but I don't want to waste your time. But we, I, I got a couple of calls. Hey, Texas Western, they're bringing their program back. Adidas, they're doing it. Their stadium, whole nine yards. I talked to the guy, uh, Coach Joe Pridhomi, good dude. Uh, and on the, on Fort Lewis's bye week was Davis's homecoming. Flew him home, so he got to you know we had everybody together. And yeah. Got to see Davis play, got to see Drake play, which quite an experience. Yeah, I bet. Uh, you know, went over and talked to him, and he's like, "Yeah, cool," but you know, wrestling was just never. I, I think for him, Texas football was more about who who your identity is. Yeah, he loves wrestling, yeah. which is weird. Yeah, but yeah. you know, he's happy. That's what Texas football does to you. I mean, everybody wants you know. That's that's it. I mean, think about you go to a Friday night football game. There's you know fifteen thousand, twenty thousand people at the game. Minimum. You go to a baseball game. There's like the people's parents that are playing, and that's yeah, it. That's it. Or a, oh, ba- I know. Or a basketball game. Yeah. It's like oh, I know. Football rules. Period. Yeah. It's not so the, the identity thing is exactly it. It's part, so of, part Jackson of, like basketball or baseball? He did, but you know, it, it, at a sophomore in high school, he's got to focus in on one thing. You know oh, what I mean? God. So, what do you but, think about that? That's tough. I, I don't like it. You know, even even now, so the the twelve year old Charlie plays on an AAU basketball team that travels to tournaments yeah. know, throughout the nation. That's serious. He plays at the highest level baseball. He plays twelve U majors. Like we're going to Oklahoma for a tournament this weekend. Right. We're going to Atlanta for a week long tournament in the summer. We're going to the College World Series for a tournament in Omaha. Yes. And you know they're like. He needs to focus on baseball. He can't do that basketball. The basketball person's like sending me, you know, emails. You know, you got Charlie's got to be a hundred percent in, go to all these tournaments. To, yep. You know, because yeah. she and it, it's hard. I mean, kid's twelve years old. He just wants to play. You know what I mean? I, the, the days I don't of like, like it. the days of just going in the backyard and shooting hoops or you know throwing the football are done. Yeah. Everyone's got uniforms. Everyone's got a ref. Everyone's mm-hmm. got a a league. Yeah. You know. So I think there's a lot of pressure on these kids now to. Oh, God, yeah. Whatever it is. If you're in the band or you're an academic or yeah. whatever you are, there's a lot of pressure to to be the best, which yeah. I think is good. Yeah, that's true. Some, sometimes at 12 years old, you still got to be a kid, right? Yeah. Well, you got to manage expectations. Yeah. I mean, and I think as a, as a parent, one of our jobs is to is to do that because they're kids. 
And there's so much pressure. See, I had the opportunity, whether I liked it or not, so I'm going to call it an opportunity, <clears throat> was I had to enjoy the process. Yeah. Because I wasn't very good. I had to work hard. Kids today are expected to be rock stars, like, right off the yeah, bat. Yeah, that's true. And that is just too much. Yeah. I just, when I was growing up, you played baseball during baseball season, you played basketball in the winter, and you played mm -hmm. football in the fall. Yeah. And... That's just what you did. Yeah. And now it's like you got to focus in and and on one sport early. And I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I just think you got to enjoy your sports and That's enjoy in growing up and then enjoy the process. Enjoy the process, man. Enjoy the process. I really don't see myself pushing my four year old like that because I didn't play sports until I got to college. I mean, to high school. Like I never played an organized sport. Oh, is that right? Literally, like I, I remember wow. I didn't even know how to put a helmet on. They were that's, like, "That's crazy." They were like, "What position do you play?" I was like, "I just want to get the ball and run." Yeah, yeah. And you know, first yeah. day, you know, I was on varsity because I was just too scared to get yeah. hit. Yeah, so yeah. They, oh, he's, oh, he's amazing. <laughs> Man, I, like, no. I was the other way. I just want to, I just want to play ball from yeah. the, right out of the womb. Yeah, yeah. You, I you thought were, about. You were you know the youngest, I mean? though, right? By far. You were the far. baby. I have two brothers and two sisters that are. The next one up is ten years, so yeah. I was I was almost the only child. See, but, but you got the benefit of you, your brothers did sports, all right? Yeah, yeah. See, yeah, like Drake, dude, he's the product of three older ones. Yeah, like he like he's zero and four every day because they kick his ass. Yeah. <laughs> so is there is there out of the five kids is there the what's who's the best athlete in your mind out of those five? I'm I'm going to tell you this. So people ask me. And I'll, I'll say, in this not order, like, not like ranking. Your yeah, like in, ranking. Yeah. in this order, I have a wild child. I have a free spirit. I have a rules follower. I have a brawler, and I have a princess. In that okay, so order. now tell me about your kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're also enough, enough about yeah. you and Devin. What about yeah. your kids? <laughs> They're just different. Yeah. yeah. They're different. Like like. Okay, so Charlie's personality versus Jackson's. Charlie's just life of the party, wants to be. If there's a 20 people around, he's going to be the leader of that 20 people. Jackson is, hey, I got my four friends. I don't need more friends. I'm good, Dad. <laughs> and he's going to hang out with those four friends. Yeah. You know, it's just they're so night and day, right. man. See, but that's like a combination, though, of you and Teresa. For sure, my wife's the same way. She, you know? she doesn't. She hates crowds. Doesn't want to like mm -hmm. be involved in all that. You know, I, I like I like to hang out with yeah. people, and you know, it's just uh, it's amazing how different brothers are, man. It's oh yeah, crazy. It's just crazy. Now are they are they? Now look, we Dalton and Dylan, we they've got healthy sibling rivalry yeah but they hang out like yeah. they're like living together this summer you know they, these guys hang out but you know 16 and 12 that's a big that's four, a gap. that's a big four years that's a gap. big four years you know jackson will drive him to school and stuff like that yeah. but he's not gonna like, he doesn't want charlie and his buddies like hanging out with him no. you, you know what i mean no. but push comes to shove later on down the road they're gonna be tight yeah oh, yeah you know? definitely once you know out of that high school and yeah adult life man you, yeah. you turn 16 that's big time you get oh, your yeah. car Oh yeah, you know you know everything about everything. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So Let, let's just hope it's like uh, you don't get one of those. Uh, well, Mr. Schneider, you don't need to be going. Yeah, 105 up the tollway in your Porsche. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, observe it's nice to know that you can. You can absolutely. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, it's just it's just one of those things. But 
you love the journey. I do. Of, of I do. Where you were and where you are. Yeah. Man, it's nice seeing you. It's good to be. Awesome. It's like being at home, you know. Awesome. It's like shit. Well, you know, it's like this. It's like, you know, you you and I have always had this. Yeah. On. Yeah. You know, and uh, I would tell you this: if uh, I ever really needed something. You'd be the guy. Absolutely. Me as well. Because I know you'd pick I, up. I appreciate that. I know you'd pick that, up. Megan. I appreciate and, and that. And you know what's crazy is I, which we will not go to on air, but we've had those moments where we did call each yeah. other. Yeah. Go, hey, yeah. man. Yeah. Hey, man. But, you know, it's... How uh, about you, Batman? Yeah. Hey, how about you, Batman? <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Oh, dude. Oh, uh, what a night. You know, the interesting thing I'll say is, you know, we've uh, we've seen a lot of changes. Yeah. Right? And we've made some changes, but the one thing that we've kept consistent is, you know, we, we go to the weight room, we pound it out, kind of keep things in moderation. And hopefully that'll be till the day I die. Hopefully it'll be until the day I die, yeah. But uh, we gotta we got to wrap it up. Well, get, I, I got to be sick. totally honest, and the only reason I came here is I want to get my picture and taken in front of the, uh, Selfie wall. the logo. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I got to be there. We're going to get that. We're going to definitely do that, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, I think to you know today we 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 probably told more stories about stuff yeah. than anything, but that's Good okay. Stuff. You know, you it. Hey, big really, it's your podcast. You know, yeah. When we it's look fun. back at episode twenty three, yeah, and we get your picture it's up there. The, it, the it, remind, it reminds me of like uh, Jerry Seinfeld, Coffee and Cars. There you they go. They just bullshit about nothing. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. It's that's fun. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I appreciate well, you having me. Yeah. I really so, one deal. thing with you guys, man. Over 20 years of friendship, man. You know yeah. how rare that is? That's crazy. Like, do you know how many people in this generation will never be able to experience that? Yeah. Because there are so many fake friendships. That's like, good. they have that's nobody they can truly call dude, on. Dude, that's good stuff, right? I don't yeah, think... Yeah, that's awesome. I know we've never... I know we've never had an argument. Now, you... you You've been pissed at some of my choices, <laughs> and, <laughs> and vice versa. <laughs> but it's always been good, though. You know, we just... It's funny because... Uh, like I told Don, I go, hey, well, this dude, he's gonna be dressed to the nines, and uh, that'll be my buddy Don Schneider. Yeah. And he's like, Dad, you know, you're always talking about this guy. It's just finally good to meet him. So he comes back. He goes, you were right. He's got some fly <laughs> Adidas, and I'm like, awesome, Pharrell, I, man, I, that's Pharrell. I will tell you this. All my uh, my kids are all, even Drake. He's like, Dad. Your Under Armour swag is not happening. <laughs> so that's I'm like, hilarious. Else, you know, that's hilarious. Else sign me, but uh, that's hilarious. Give uh, Give Trace my best. I sure will. Always I sure will. will. We'll We'll make it sooner versus later. Yep. Thanks, Biggin. Okay, so love this you, is uh, I love you right back, man. Big time. So this is uh, Mark Madolin, Don Schneider, closing out episode 23 of the Iron Podcast. Peace. Which I don't know what we really got covered, but we got a lot of stuff covered. And it was fun. And it was fun. And so we're signing out from Extreme Iron Pro Gym, and we'll see you next week. Later. Out. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm Mark Madol. This is the Iron Podcast, and we're here at Extreme Iron Pro Gym.